Chapters 46 through 50 of Pep Poise, Efficiency, Peace by Colonel William Crosby Hunter. Recording by J. A. Carter. Chapter 46 Faith is not merely belief and acceptance of things told you. That kind of faith can generate fear. For if you believe all you hear, you will absorb much untruth. Faith means something deeper, more real. It is the contact that puts you in touch with the great forces of life and nature, and brings an inflow of power from the great supply source behind. Faith in yourself is of highest importance. It will influence others' opinion of you and attract people to you. People will measure you by what they see of you and what they hear you say. If you are weak, irresolute, and lack confidence, you surround yourself with an atmosphere of negative gloom and depressing influence. If you are strong, you radiate attractiveness, magnetism, confidence, and faith of others in you. That faith in yourself not only impresses others and influences them, but positively strengthens your own mental equipment and moral powers. With such faith, you have confidence in your ability and in the plans that make success come to you. Confidence is the basis of trade. The man with the I can, I will, I do makeup gets there, and his magnetic faith is his great advertisement. You must have faith in the world generally, but not so much faith in others that you carry it to the point of making you gullible. You should be alert mentally, and you will be enabled to differentiate in measuring others. Be generous, however, in the goodwill, confidence, and belief in others. Trust your fellow man in small things without much suspicion. The general average is good. Every successful man has faith. He has a deep-rooted belief in something outside that helps him. He calls it his luck fortune, guiding star, or destiny. He has an intuitive belief in a certain something that helps him and causes him to get over hard places. This something is really his self-poise and mental dominance. I know men who can give no explanation of the means by which they expect to get by their present troubles or difficulties, yet they have sure faith that they will get by. The man who says, I don't know just how, but I will get through it somehow, is the one who does. Something pulls him through. It is his faith, and the very words I will, in the expression of faith. You ride in a train, in a street car, or travel by ship. You read, eat, sleep, and have faith in the hand that guides the engine or motor. You show faith at every turn of the road in life. All faith rests on a great underlying law. That law enables you to establish faith in yourself, and that is the faith that concerns you most. With faith in yourself you are invincible. You can conquer fear and all the holdbacks in life, and secure the spur of confidence and poise that makes you go and makes your plans go. Chapter 47 The cuckoo lays eggs in a sparrow's nest. The sparrow hatches the cuckoos, which crowd out the rightful occupants. Fear thought, implanted in the brain, will destroy and crowd out many faith thoughts. Fear is the parent of bashfulness, timidity, depression, irresolution, worry, and all the rest of the brood of negative, hurtful feelings and emotions. Fear and its progeny paralyzes mental effort and good work. It prevents the working out of well-thought plans and destroys power to make fine analysis. Fear withers the fine building chances of men and women and makes weak, negative individuals instead of strong, reliant conquerors and doers of things. Fear destroys the cheerful and powerful I-will harmony and makes one sick bodily and stupid mentally. 
it eliminates the energy the average person has and positively prevents worthwhile accomplishment you can't go fast on the road of content if the shackles of fear hold your feet and block your way it is not the trouble of today that unnerves you or brings you down it is the fear and worry about troubles that you expect in the future and those troubles never come to pass at all you can care for the troubles of today but when you put the big burden of tomorrow's troubles on top of today's troubles you are doing your mind and your body a great injustice the energy you spend in threshing out the maybe troubles of tomorrow is sufficient to conquer more than the troubles of today nature has equipped you with a reserve supply of energy for the unexpected emergency troubles of today but she does not calculate to have you draw on that reserve for future troubles which will not come she is insulted by such demands and resents such presumption on her liberality you must learn how to kill the fear of vampire all that is necessary is this put willpower in command and substitute faith for fear that's the thing in a nutshell it requires patience daily and hourly with great alertness and strength that's why i repeat the suggestion so often to keep the thought alive the constant impulse will impress you when you eradicate fear your mental attitude of faith will work wonders for you and you will radiate hope confidence and ability and impress these positive forces upon the people you meet trying to drive fear away by ordering it out is like trying to shovel out darkness from a room you simply cannot do it open the windows let in the light and the darkness vanishes light and darkness cannot both stay in the room at the same time it's the law i speak of so often that no two objects can occupy the same space at the same time let the sunshine of faith in at your mental windows and fear is absolutely dissipated chapter forty eight your willpower is a strange subtle intangible thing it is your ego and the trigger that fires the will is the i i can i will i am your will whether it is weak or strong is the keynote of your mental balance sheet and a synopsis of your life story the strong will is nature's delight it is nature's plan and she rejoices when her plans work out and overcome artificial hindrances your will is a living force it is electricity power energy it is as positive in its working and as true to the great law in its workings as gravity nothing to you is impossible if you will do a thing and will and will until you make this thing happen i hope you are using your willpower aright do not confuse stubbornness with strongness in relation to willpower a mule is stubborn but he has no willpower just a negative hindrance stubbornness comes from prejudice ignorance or misdirected energy the man with a strong will knows how to yield when yielding means stepping aside to get a better view or a stronger foothold the stubborn man will not bend or stoop and his stiff attitude will break him a willow bends when a storm is on and it bobs up serenely and keeps growing after the trouble is past the man with will is like the willow the ship has to turn out of its course to avoid rocks and icebergs the big man doesn't push ahead right into trouble he weaves winds stoops climbs over around and under and he gets by your one road to your objective of peace efficiency and poise is willpower a strong asserted willpower that brands good impressions on others that is suggestion when that willpower brands impressions on your own brain that is auto suggestion when good thought suggestion is driven in by strong willpower 
it becomes automatic and habitual, and there is an end of all your troubles, worries, and fears. The way to develop the willpower to activity and responsiveness is by constant, concentrated attention to helpful suggestions, to others and to yourself, until these suggestions become automatic auto-suggestions. And that's where I hope to be of service to you in this book. I keep hammering away at the suggestion of faith, courage, hope. I pound away at that willpower of yours. I strive to awake your latent powers of activity. I hold up promises of great rewards. I lead by sentimental touch. I reason with logic. I try to convince with common sense. And two, by examples and illustrations, to teach, win, coax, or intoxicate you, to get into line and join the chorus and repeat the short litany of the great universal church, which is, I can, I will, I am, I do. Verily this is truth I am telling you, and I want you to take these pages as personal counsel with you. You can have pep, and the way is through that willpower of yours. Get busy with it. The clock seems to be ticking faster than it used to, and old Tempest is fugiting to beat the band. Your call is marked down on the slate, and I am the merry bell-boy rapping at your mental door, telling you it is time to wake up. Rouse up, and go to it, and let me put the hallmark of genuine purpose on your brow so the world can see it. The hallmark is, I will by my will. Chapter 49 Pick out twelve drinking men you knew twelve years ago. Go over the list and see what's happened to them. Pick out twelve of the successful men you know today. Go over the list and see how many of them are boozers. Twenty-five years ago, the man who said, I don't drink, was subject to sneers. Today, the man who says, I don't drink, comes in for cheers. If the stomach is filled with booze and the lungs with cigarette smoke, you cannot expect to build a good brain. The boozer has no more chance to win success in the game of life than a tallow-legged dog has to catch an asbestos rabbit in the place of fire and brimstone. You cannot get away from the fact that the worst of the real troubles in this world, the broken hearts, the deserted homes, the pinched children, the fallen women, the failures in business, are caused by drinking. The man who gets to the top is the booster, not the boozer. How about the absconders, the murderers, the human derelicts that have come to your attention? What was the cause of all these troubles? Answer? Booze. Go to the poorhouse. Talk to the old codgers there. Shake things up and find out why these people have no homes. Answer. Booze. How about the broken-hearted suffering wife and the poor innocent kitties whose little hearts are torn when the other kids point out their father's failing? Booze. The drunkard may think he is all right because he is taking care of the wife and the kitties, but what the wife and the kitties want is a real dad and not a booze-soaked dad. If drinking is getting a stronger hold on you, we wonder if you ever stop to realize that your wife and little ones watch your homecoming to see whether you are drunk or sober. How about those faces at the window, watching to see you come up the steps to find whether it is daddy or a boozer? Maybe you have not come to this stage. I hope not. But if you are just occasionally going to extremes, it is time for you to sit up and listen, for there is no standstill in the drinking game. You either have to get the best of it, or it will get the best of you. We have heard about the man who says, I can take a drink when I feel like it. I know when I have enough and when to let it alone. Every drunkard and old soak has said those words a thousand times, and it is a lie, and he knows it. We have no time to talk about the lambasting that drink gives the stomach, or to prove that your wonderful body cannot be soaked in alcohol and allow you to keep in good health at the same time. 
You cannot play the drink game and the think game at the same time. Drink puts think on the blink. When your brain is steeped in alcohol, it is a mere mass of putty. I cannot promise that every non-drinker will get to the top, but I can promise that no one will go to the top if he doesn't keep sober. Time flies, and the drinker finds he hasn't anything saved up for a rainy day. And gee willikins, how it does rain when it gets started! A drinking man in his old age pities himself, then curses himself, then grows jealous and pessimistic. This is followed by grouch, worry, fear, and the poor old boozer is down and out. We have used some pretty strong language in this chapter, but the strong words are needed. If you get a poison bite on your hand, perfumed oils will not cure it. It needs a caustic. You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. I can tell you about the curse of drink, but it's up to you to quit. I challenge any man to advance a logical argument in favor of drinking. Note I say drinking. I do not refer to taking whiskey as a medicine, although the doctors tell me even that isn't necessary. I can tabulate the crimes and the misery of the world and show that the cause in the great majority of cases is whiskey. There is no one thing in the United States doing more harm than whiskey, and you know it. That is cold truth. The nation is aroused, and it will not be very long until Congress will prohibit the manufacture of liquor for use as a beverage, and that condition will be brought about by businessmen who know liquor prevents efficiency, increases taxes, makes more jails, hospitals, and poorhouses. The change will be brought about by economic reasons, and that's why I am sure national prohibition is bound to come. Chapter 50 There are no beaten paths to the door of fortune. Every path, every road, comes from a different direction. You must make your own road. Fight your way through the brambles and underbrush. You must have purpose, for energy without purpose is waste of effort. Direct your mind toward your ideal. Do not be discouraged at seeming obstacles. In the morning, say to yourself, I will not be disturbed by the busybody, the ungrateful, the liar, the deceitful, the envious, the tale-bearer. They are poor souls who do not know how to control their minds, and I cannot be injured by any one of them. In the morning, when you feel like remaining in bed, get this thought. I am rising to do the work for which I exist, and I am happy in the thought that I have work to do, and I am going to do it. Do not bother whether the day is hot or cold. Say to yourself, I do my duty, and whether or troubles or things without reason shall not stop me. Do not talk about what you could do or could be, but do it and be it. Work at that which is before you and is expected of you, and do it seriously, vigorously, calmly, without allowing things to distract you. Do your duty, and do it without grumbling, and you will be happy, and there is no man that can take this happiness from you, or rob you of your right to enjoy it. End of chapters 46 through 50 Recording by J. A. Carter, www.pleonic.com